0: Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff
1: and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything
0: and everything.
1: All the stuff that makes life interesting.
0: So let's get to it. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to another edition of the InfoQuench podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Amy. And this podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about the coronavirus because it is in the news. It is in everybody's mind. It is current news
1: it is and hopefully you're not taking in too much in terms of fake news around the coronavirus but the overall episode we're going to talk about some cool stuff just around human biology in general human biology yeah i love i love human biology some fascinating stuff about the human body so we'll cover some you know just some general Mm -hmm. cool stuff Mm -hmm. about the the human body but we'll start off with just a bit about coronavirus because we're recording this it is monday march 9th in canada and in the in, east coast of
0: canada where right. coronavirus has not actually reached as of yet
1: right we're in st john new brunswick and it hasn't reached here yet but it is uh i think widely accepted that it's, it's not an it's not an if it's a when and not to be alarmist about things but i think it's always good to be prepared you know, it is. General... Not,
0: not not in the crazy sense, though. Like, there are a lot of people who are just going out and buying, like, you know, 400 rolls of toilet paper, thinking that once this thing gets here that they're not going to be able to poop or something. I don't know what's, what they're thinking. Well, I think people hoarding. are just stocking
1: up on supplies that they know that they need. There's something psychological about that, though. Well, there is. I in think particular, gives... toilet paper. When things like this happen, I think people look for something as, that they can give them a sense of control, mm-hmm. right? When things seem out of control or out of yeah. their control.
0: They want to control it.
1: Right. Well, they want something that gives them comfort and maybe helps ease anxiety and being prepared can help do that. So, you know, making a plan, yeah, doing some research, you know, getting your family prepared.
0: Speaking of getting the family prepared, you should tell everybody the story about when you got home from work today.
1: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So every time I get home from work, our son Huxley always greets me at the door with a great big hug, which is awesome. But today I opened up the door and he said, no hug, go wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) So good job, school system. (laughs) Yeah, because they are covering, uh, you know, they're covering proper hand washing techniques. Um, they're
0: taking the necessary precautions for people who have been in other countries as well, which is right. which is very important, you know, especially countries that were, you know, well, obviously countries that were, that have the coronavirus.
1: And it, as I said, it's, it is just, a, it's a matter of time before it, it comes into our area. And probably a lot of people listening to this, it's already affected their, their areas as well. And as we know, the, the majority of the vast majority of people recover, mm-hmm. um, It's the elderly
0: that really hits hard.
1: Right. And we have to remember, even if it doesn't have as much of a, you know, a high fatality rate for the younger population, they can still be carriers. They can still, you know, so we all have to do our part in terms of proper hand washing, uh, you know, sneezing into our sleeves, just basic hygiene and regular things that we we should be doing anyway during cold and flu season to help protect the overall population and, and, uh, you know, getting prepared is uh, a great way just to maybe put your own mind at ease, but there can be snowball effects when anything like this happens in terms of you know negative effects on the economy or just effects on overall supply chain. Mm-hmm. So you know um, things like pharmaceuticals or basic things that you may you know need in your daily life may not be as readily available. So having if you you know if you're able to have a bit of a uh, supply on hand in your home, and it also Allows you to avoid going out during, you know, if there were a peak outbreak in there your If there was a area. pandemic,
0: you wouldn't want to be going to uh, the the grocery store where you have a very good chance of uh, getting the coronavirus from someone else who may have it.
1: Well, right. It allows you to be able to stay home and, you know, and... and isolated and you know if you are sick then to rest because you have everything you need so i encourage you to look at reputable websites i go to the world health organization website and check out their daily situation reports yeah. you can just uh, google who at who situation report and it gives you a very concise overview of what this is looking like on a on a global scale in terms of overall number of cases um Overall, I, uh, death the death rates, uh, which countries have been hit, and what and what the last twenty four hours looks like. It was in very interesting because
0: uh, on CBC Radio, you you missed this, but it was, it was like a little mini documentary about this, uh, f- the, this this guy who's a foreigner in uh, in China, and he is like in the Wuhan, like in Wuhan like which is the ground zero and there's really nothing happening any bus you see is actually filled with uh, nurses and doctors on the way to the hospital and stuff like nobody's allowed to take public transportation I mean I'm not trying to be alarmist but this is ground zero right can you imagine if it just went unchecked throughout the entire world this is what it would be like kind of you know this because they get a handle on it so You know, because of the measures that Canada has taken with SARS in the past and other outbreaks and stuff, I think that we're readily available or readily uh, prepared to deal with it, I think. Well, that's the way I feel anyway.
1: In one way, you can look at the, you know, if you're looking at a positive side of this, the fact that it has a very low fatality rate. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, three percent, relatively speaking. Well, three percent depending. Well, um, mostly elderly, right? (laughs) Isn't it though? Well, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a definitely a higher fatality rate mm. in in the older population. This particular virus, for whatever reason, seems to hit uh, the elderly population or people who have, you know, are predisposed to to lung issues, respiratory issues already um, are more vulnerable, but it, it's sort of, getting the world ready you know if this were a more aggressive virus yeah. something that was you know and at, at an ebola level in terms of fatality rate uh, at least it, we're sort of getting the the methods the procedures the policies yeah, and everything getting, in place we're so getting it's a bit all of a the groundwork done
0: for a, a, a big pandemic so really. i tend
1: to try to look at the positive in any any situation and in a, in a way i feel like it it's, it is getting the world better prepared for, yeah. for future uh, pandemic situations. If you consider
0: the fact that just recently, actually, I think it was just today, that Italy has isolated the entire country. Like, right. has like, quarantined the entire country, which is an un- unprecedented move. Like, that's incredible. There's no movement at all.
1: Well, it's generating a lot of interesting <clears throat> conversations in terms of, uh, you know personal freedom and the rights of the individual versus, you know, protecting the masses and, mm-hmm. and what, what steps can government take? What, what rights do they have, uh, you know, to take those, that those comes types into of play measures.
0: big time on the, uh, on, on the, uh, cruise ships. Yes, Right. You know?
1: So, uh, just again, going to those reputable sites. So world health organization, I always recommend it. I think it's one of those great, uh, you know, unbiased sources of news information, uh, but then also check your local government websites because they'll give you a better idea of what, you know, mm-hmm. what what to look for in your, on your, in your, uh, you know, your home, your home area and, yeah. and the resources and what the situation looks like there. So... On the Canadian government website, we have some great resources. I read took some time over the weekend to read through some preparedness tips and some things that I hadn't really even thought about. And I like to think of myself as somebody who's quite prepared. But yeah, so do I. I like and, to think of you that way. And it's because <laughs> 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 you are. <laughs> and as Jeff said, it's not it's not a time for panic and you know depleting major supplies. But you know when you're getting your groceries going through and and picking up some. Maybe some extra non-perishable food items. We mm-hmm. tend to eat a lot of fresh food, so we don't have a whole supply of canned goods. so we had to make a concerted effort to you know to to, get a little bit yeah. to get get some extra uh, you know canned goods and yeah, and the great thing about it is if if you don't need those, if you don't end up needing them, you can donate them to a food bank later on. Yeah. Uh,
0: One of the things that we really needed was a reliable uh, temperature taker. A thermometer. Yeah, I like to call them temperature. Takers. Or, or is it
1: the person who takes the temperature? Temperature taker. We got about we got three or four thermometers here that in yeah our they're house, all rubbish and they're all oh yeah all three of them will give you a different reading and every time someone's sick we're always like one. we need to get a good thermometer so today I I bit yeah. the bullet and went out and bought one and I was actually surprised at how few thermometers there were left in some of the stores. So, oh, it'll get
0: like that, yeah.
1: So we 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 didn't go overboard, but we got some you know. Medication a for, stuff for that, uh, fever medication because yeah. we wanted uh, to make sure that we had enough for ourselves. And we also had children's version for our, uh, our son because that is a symptom of coronavirus is a fever. So yeah. uh, I don't know whether the directive will be at some point, uh, you know, at what level to treat the fever. Sometimes the fever running its course, you know, we'll wait and see what the medical advice is at that time. The, but
0: The kind of really confusing and, and, and kind of frustrating aspect of it all is that you could just have the regular flu that we've had for years. decades and not really know if it's a coronavirus do you know what I mean well
1: it's fascinating the whole idea around you know the testing and how that factors into overall statistics South Korea is uh, stating a very low fatality rate but they're also running a lot more tests so if you think about the amount of tests so they're running more tests they are able to detect more cases of it and then they're determining overall that they have lower fatality that's right whereas we have other countries that aren't quite they're not testing everybody who who actually has the virus, like so the USA, getting a good handle on the fatality rate. Having a hard
0: rate. time with that because they don't have enough tests to test people.
1: Right. So, I guess I guess my uh, my takeaway from that is you know, make sure that you're sort of listening to those reputable, do your research, you know, look at the reputable organizations, listen to the, you know, Mm -hmm. the medical professionals, not necessarily the politicians, um, looking at you, Trump, and, uh, and try to get your information from, uh, from good sources. So he's looking at his belly button. Some of the preparedness tips that I found that I, interesting that I didn't necessarily think about were, um, Make sure that if you have some prescriptions that you can get filled, go ahead and get those filled. Oh, yeah. Good to have those on hand, especially if they're things that are, you know, that, you know, you can't can't Mm. live without. You need to have those. If you've got pets, it's a good time to don't forget them. Stock up on their food.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: you don't want to be having to run out for pet food and you don't want to have to feed them all your... (laughs) <laughs> all your supplies so yeah. uh, uh you know having pet food you know toll tissue of course but think you know it can be sanitary supplies yeah, for women. about it just the the regular things that you think about in your household what you really couldn't go without for more than you know uh, you know two or three weeks you would need you would need to have those things in in stock and uh and kind of focus on those items so it really doesn't take much but it does put your mind at ease other recommendations are you know do Plan your activities, even grocery shopping during off peak hours. So, if you know there's a busy time at your local grocery store, going to go during off hours, you're just Absolutely. Less, less likely to uh, run into people. Um, and, and
0: wear a gas mask at the same time. Yeah.
1: Well, and as our, as our son reminded us too, is you know, we've started a new practice of um, as soon as we come into the house, we wash our hands. Now, we tended to do that quite often during cold and flu season anyway, but now we're becoming quite regimented. diligent. It. It's you take off your shoes and your coat and you go straight, uh, straight to the washroom to wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that that's just great practice. Absolutely. I know at my, my place of work, memos were circulated, you know, recommending, um, you know, no longer doing handshaking, which mm-hmm. I think is a something that we probably should have been doing a long time ago anyway is even you know,
0: fist bumps are suspect, you know? Yes. Cause you know,
1: And I think, you know, with everything that's going on, people understand this. They understand the change. They're not going to be offended. And it's just, it's good for overall infection control. Yeah. And uh, even with regard to seasonal flu, they're all good practices. So, you know, if you're, if you go to a gym, you may want to consider doing, again, going to the gym during off-peak hours. If you're participating in fitness classes, you might want to look at alternatives where you can do sort of individual activities, um, you know. Just if you've got, you know, infants and, you know, you may have more essentials, things like diapers. So you don't have to go overboard. But Just having, get what
0: you need, but don't go overboard. You know, this too shall pass.
1: This too shall pass.
0: Hopefully. I mean, you know, or just they'll get a vaccine for it and we'll be fine.
1: Frankly, we debated talking about this at all. But I think it's it's just, it's it's on everyone's mind. And it is. I guess it's, it's a little bit of a, a time capsule where we're at today. Here's a question for you. Do you feel... I mean,
0: like that, the mainstream news is blowing it all out of proportion. What do you think? Uh, do you think they're going a little bit overboard because it is it's so newsworthy? It's so like it's cut it's touching so many different people. I think
1: the I think some of the key messages are getting muddled. When you I take something like though I, that well, can
0: cover every single demographic, every age, every race, every everything. Like, you know, and it can affect all of them. That's really super newsworthy to mainstream news, I feel. You know what I
1: mean? Well, it, yes. I think it's. I think they need to be reporting on it. I think the message and the communication around mm-hmm. prepar- being prepared needs to get out there. I think it needs to be clear to people, you know, the, the snowball effect. So that people who are saying, well, you know, it's a low fatality rate or it's hitting, it's only hitting the older population. I don't really need to worry that they just are... You know, cognizant of the re the repercussions of, you know, what happens if a lot of staff, uh, you know, in a hospital are sick, and mm-hmm. how does that affect the the overall healthcare system? Or what happens if staff in grocery stores are not able to uh, come to work, and how does that affect? You know, do we have some stores that are closing, and and that affects our ability yeah. to get supplies? So even if you're not affected directly medically, mm-hmm. that there are other repercussions that are not necessarily medical in nature. Uh, and I think I think the vast majority of the news agencies are doing a good job at getting out oh, yeah. the right information.
0: You just got to you, you can't be complacent, but you have to be you have to uh, definitely get the news across. Do you know what I mean? You can Yeah. That's interesting. So So what kind of stuff can the human body do?
1: <laughs> yeah, now that we've talked about that old coronavirus. That's right. And I So I just did a search on some stuff that I thought was just kind of fascinating around the human body. And the first thing I came up with was um, goosebumps, Goose pimples. Yeah, you ever is it, wonder why we get those?
0: Well, I don't know. I get them, I get them very often at concerts. Music touches oh, me in a certain way that gives me goosebumps. Yeah.
1: So they can definitely be associated with emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mo particularly with with fear or fright, yeah, and it's actually it's sort of an evolutionary uh leftover from our uh you know predecessors and what happens is there's just there's tiny muscles around the base of each of the hairs, yeah. and they tense up and they make the hair erect and in doing that, like if you think about before we started to shed all our body hair. <laughs> move inside when we actually had to be a little bit furrier and a little more warm. Um, Puffing up our coats like that would actually create more air in our coat and act as a natural insulator. But the other thing it would do in terms of emotion, you know, if you were being hunted by prey or puffing up our coat would actually increase... You know, Your alertness—it it would make us look bigger. Oh, bigger! Yeah, that's so it true. actually would make you look bigger to the predator, and it's, it's pretty much sort what of a, a peacock does, right? It's like a fear response. Yeah, yeah, it is like a pe. Well, I don't know what the peacock's doing, really. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't Google that. <laughs> They're trying to mesmerize you with all those eyes on their feathers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, the eyes have it. I'm going to talk a little bit about blood. Hope you don't get woozy no no modified. i'm fine
0: no it's just seeing it on the operation channel no thanks
1: do they even still have, i remember there was no a, thank goodness they, they don't have that anymore that. yeah they just tlc used to have those oh i love watching them
0: they have the pimple popper person though that's I know. horrible what does
1: it say about the population we've moved from know. like complex they have this other show where they open heart they, these two to, guys
0: that, that they their whole the whole show is to see how much pain they can endure
1: Oh, I haven't seen oh, that one. Oh, it's ridiculous. What's it called? Do you know? I don't
0: know. Pain Idiots. Something like that. <laughs>
1: Pain Idiots. Search it. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. If you're looking but for I something. But
0: I just like, I find it such a silly idea for a show, but like, <laughs> what are you actually learning about all of this? Anyway. Back to blood. Yeah, back to blood.
1: <laughs> a lot of people assume that the, the red just has to do with <clears throat> the amount of iron in the blood, and it actually has to do with um, hemoglobin. So... There's hemoglobin in your red blood cells. Yeah. And that's what carries the oxygen. So, oxygen binds to hemoglobin, and that's sort of how it's circulated and delivered around your body. And the more oxygen that is bound to the blood, to the hemoglobin, the brighter in color it is. So, bright red blood is oxygen rich blood.
0: Oxygen rich.
1: So, if you think about.
0: Blood is blue in your body, though, right?
1: No, it's it's either Isn't bright... is it bluish? No. Like, are you thinking like there's blue veins? Sometimes veins appear blue. But yeah. the blood itself is usually either a darker red or a bright red. Oh. So...
0: I thought it changed... For some reason, I thought it might have changed color when it hit oxygen. But it doesn't, right? Not at all. That's no, but once the wrong.
1: oxygen is removed from the blood... Yeah. So essentially, your, your body's picking up oxygen at your lungs, right? Yeah. And it's going and it's circulating through the whole body and then it's coming back. And as it's circulating out to the body, delivering oxygen, it's bright red mm-hmm. and it's going away from the heart uh, in your arteries. Yep. If you remember from another episode when we talked about memory tricks, yep. arteries mean away. So they, the, the blood vessels that carry blood away from your heart. Right. And then when it's deoxygenated, so when the blood has uh, circulated around the body and oxygen has been delivered to the cells and it's making its way back to the heart, it makes its way back through veins and it's a much darker color red. So when you see a horror movie and someone gets an artery cut and it's like splurting out blood, it's usually a bright red vivid. But then once it... I told
0: you you should have been a doctor. You're so sexy when you're smart. (laughs) Keep talking about blood, baby.
1: <laughs> I thought you were I'm so sexy when I'm talking about discussing horror movie scenes.
0: We don't like horror movies, though.
1: So. I know, we don't. We, don't we do like them. that operation We do channel. want to
0: see Parasite, though. Let us know what Parasite was like. Probably everybody has seen it except for us. Well, we it's actually, not even a horror movie. I don't even know.
1: Somebody commented on one of our recent memes that we posted. Uh, well, I did a quote on... Oh. Um, you know, you can be the, the ripest, juiciest peach. Oh, yes. But there'll always be somebody who doesn't like peaches. It was a quote yeah. by Dita Von Teese. I love that quote. Oh, yeah. This okay. is true. You can't be liked by everybody. But anyway, somebody said it reminded them of the movie Parasite. And I like their comment, but I didn't really know what they meant because we haven't seen the movie yet. We haven't, met, we so haven't seen the movie. We're no. going to have to see the movie and then we'll That's know nice what that Luke It's someone meant.
0: commented, though. It was Luke. Oh, it was Luke. Nice. Thanks, Luke.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so that, a little bit about blood. Uh, Do you know what the largest bone in the body is? This is an easy one A little bit of trivia Yeah, good job Thank you And also, it can support 30 times the weight of a human body Oh, wow Yeah
0: That's That's pretty interesting
1: It's said that bone, the human bone, is stronger ounce by ounce than steel Wow Any guess to how many bones we actually have in our whole body?
0: Um... Five hundred and some odd? Two hundred and six. Two hundred and six, yeah.
1: Interestingly enough, we have more when we're born. But <laughs> oh, as yeah? we get older, they actually fuse together.
0: Into cartilage?
1: Well or? the cartilage uh, ossifies into bones. Okay, so yeah. bones that were once separated become yeah. ossified and fuse into to one. That is both. interesting. What what prompted you to look
0: up this stuff about the human body? Were you just is this your, is just your natural curiosity? Yes. I don't typically do <laughs> this, but it's interesting. Like I just I, I'm of I'm of the uh, you know the camp where I'm I'm just like well if this is my body I'm gonna live in it as long as it works I'm I'm good you know I don't need to learn about it but it's just, I'm like that with cars though too right I'm like that with
1: well I I don't know I feel it's more important to know where your liver is than it is where your carburetor it's is it's very
0: interesting <laughs> it's true too it, it is very true and this is a part of us. The it's fascinating not, to me sometimes how it.
1: little we know about our own our own bodies, our right? And is your
0: body your temple? Are you well, careful with your body? Some days
1: it's more temple-ish than others. <laughs>
0: not on the A and W days. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love A uh, and W though. You if do. If you're going to eat fast food, eat A and W. Amy was just saying that A and W is f- by far the most friendly fast food. Uh, joints out there.
1: Well, when I was pregnant, i that was my craving, was matzo burgers from A&W.
0: And it's still going.
1: Yeah, I love matzo burgers. <laughs> you what do. can I say? They are my... What did I crave
0: when I was pregnant? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: You're like, cut it with the pregnancy jokes. You don't know what it's like.
1: <laughs> That's exactly it. According, according to the... Uh, but I do know a little bit about bacteria. Well, let's hear all about
0: this bacteria. This is fascinating You know who else stuff. knows about
1: bacteria? The American Microbiome Institute.
0: Yeah, what are they saying about bacteria, honey?
1: They say... Yeah. That for every human cell in our body, there are 1.3 bacteria cells. So there's actually more bacterium in the body.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing some kind of a a Reader's Digest special when I was a kid, like in a book, and they were showing all the different microbes that live on your body that you would never ever see. There's more bacteria
1: cells in the body. But there's
0: little like insects and stuff in your eyelashes. Eyelash mites. I can see them right now. About
1: half of the population have eyelash mites. I was just
0: making that up, but it's true. (laughs) i'm gonna go wash my eyelids
1: (laughs) you can see them right now while you're looking at my eyelashes so yeah Yeah, no depending on how old you are it's pretty likely you have eyelash mites these tiny creatures live on old skin cells and natural oil known as sebum well they must just clean you up it's produced in our hair it's like those little
0: fish in in uh in jamaica that were eating at our toes do you remember that i do well what's with that why do we do that
1: why did we what? even do that? Why wouldn't we do that? But they why? were nibbling the dead skin, skin cells. Is that what they feet? wanted?
0: Our dead skin, so they're
1: parasites. Yeah.
0: That live in the water, though.
1: But we wanted smoother skin, and we liked the little tickle of the fish. So, oh my goodness! That's, you know, I still remember that. It was a symbiotic a relationship. We we both benefited. Yeah. Both us and the fish. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, eyelash mites exist. They're usually harmless, but they can cause like an allergic reaction in a small group of people.
0: You can't see them by the na- with the naked eye, though. Obviously, not your own eyes. No, but-
1: they're only about like a third of a millimeter, and they're almost transparent. So, you definitely can't see them with your naked eye, unless no. you've got like amazing, I'm amazing checking naked yours, eyes. Your
0: eyes now, I I only see like, I only see centipedes and spiders.
1: So you're good. Yeah. So usually, as as you get older. More the uh, higher percentage of the population has them, but most almost about half of the population has eyelash mites. I don't know. maybe Half. Maybe, what happened? I think I would. I'd be less likely to have them because I wear mascara. I'm gonna you, go with that.
0: They may. They may love mascara. It may be like. F- I doubt f- it. For a course meal for them.
1: I can't imagine it tastes good.
0: Well, you never eaten it.
1: I haven't. <laughs> well, I've smelled it though. It smells like alcohol. And you've applied it. I've applied it. Yeah. I I don't know what they would like, but if it, it I don't know. Yeah, well,
0: there's there's mites everywhere in your body, and it's a weird feeling. But on to the next thing. What's the next thing? Let's not talk about mites.
1: Anymore. Well, one thing about bacteria is that apparently, again, according to that wonderful microbiome institute, the number of bacteria in your body significantly goes down with each defecation.
0: <laughs> oh, lovely.
1: But then it replenishes itself. So yeah. I was reading, too, there's recent studies that say that the appendix may actually serve quite an important function. So people just
0: keep getting rid of of them, though. Well,
1: well, it's been long thought that they, you know, why do we have them? They're just sort of a leftover vestigial organ. Let's get rid of it. Left well, and and then you know, then we'll end up with an infection and an appendicitis, and then it ends up being removed. Mm-hmm. But there are now some very recent studies coming out that say that it's actually a a storage and breeding ground for uh you know gut bacteria, which Uh-oh. is you know very important. We
0: all have gut bacteria; just can't see it. You can feel it though. If you're feeling sluggish and stuff, that's gut bacteria. No. Is no, it? that's not and true. Money, yeah, well, um, <laughs> fake news. And then You're you, just you, And then you stuff can up. go and you can get all that stuff taken out with colonics. So. No, gut bacteria is great. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm making. I'm just making stuff. I just that was my impression of Trump.
1: If our registered dietitian is listening to us, yeah. she's she she'd be like, "No, Jeff, that's yeah. not true." Well, she
0: probably is listening to us. So, Brandy, <laughs> colonics. No, I don't, I don't know what that even means.
1: Gut bacteria is good, and that's why we. Eat our probiotics and our prebiotics and all Oh, that's biotics. um that crazy w- name her.
0: for the the dumb shambuca What's it called?
1: Sambuka. Sambu- no kombucha.
0: What? Kombucha. That's it. sambuka.
1: It's <laughs> also a great remember. alcohol. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tastes like yeah. licorice, I think. Yeah. Wow. Off topic. Largest muscle in the body. Got that one?
0: Gluteus maximus. Yes. No way.
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm super impressed. Thank you. We've got over 600 muscles in the body. But that one's the largest. You know what the strongest one is said to be? I flat. I use mine a lot. Oh, your man? Or no? Uh, yeah, my jaw muscle. Jaw muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that we can taste something in 0.0015 seconds? That means we can taste something faster than we can blink and blink our eyes.
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: It's pretty much instantaneous.
0: Is that how quickly you taste the? Uh- that oil you take, what's it? What kind of stuff do you take? The fish oil? No, no, the stuff you. Oh, oregano,
1: oregano oil. Oregano
0: oil, that's it.
1: Yeah, I only take that if I'm not feeling well.
0: Yeah, but you must taste that pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> no, I put it under my tongue where there's not any taste buds. There's no taste buds under your tongue? Really? <laughs> there's no that? taste buds. I don't speak fingeries. There's no taste buds.
0: <laughs> there's no taste
1: buds under your tongue. Don't put your fingers in your mouth.
0: There's no taste buds.
1: You can't, that's another thing about the coronavirus, listeners. Don't touch your Jeez, face.
0: You are paranoid. <laughs> we I'm are gonna, in the comfort of our own home. I've washed my hands probably a dozen times since I've been home.
1: I've just washed my mouth out with wine to make sure that it was completely well, sanitized. I'm going to
0: have some ice water then.
1: <laughs> ice water. It is
0: ice water. What are you talking about? It is ice water. It's but got not flavoring. Touch, but not
1: touching your face is probably one of the biggest things you can do because the virus, any virus, I think most of us know this anyway, but when as soon as somebody says that, my nose immediately starts to itch and I want to touch it. Damn it. Okay. The largest cell in the human body?
0: Yeah. Uh, the largest cell in the human body? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, in my body. It's the ovum. Ovum. It's barely visible to the naked eye, but it is visible to the naked eye. It is. And some people actually debate about the uh, the age of a person. They say that you know women are born when their embryos are developing eggs inside their own body. So when they're yeah later on in life when they give birth, the eggs that are you know used for them to develop an embryo inside their body are actually the age of the woman plus the age at birth. Do you get it?
0: Sounds like uh, witchcraft.
1: Yeah does a bit doesn't no, I'm it i'm just joking i yeah. don't know a little bit of math to end the episode <laughs> anyways we were a little bit all over the place Maybe we were
0: hopefully you we kept you interested in stuff in our biological experiments and our uh, coronavirus
1: the coronavirus talk
0: covid19 oh.
1: stay safe stay healthy be prepared
0: we love you keep listening to our podcast even if you're sick okay
1: all right bye-bye bye-bye
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com.
0: Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till next next time. time.